An emotional Wolverine after their win Saturday. Also, the Pac-2, a judge declares, hey, they get to make the decision. Georgia back at number one in the college football playoff. We'll take a look at that, our pick six, our features, and so much more. It's week 12. We're getting closer, closer to playoff season. It's a college football season of 2023, and this is the Southern Roots Football Show. By the way, the name of the show, Southern Roots Football Show. On Southern Roots Radio, right? On Southern Roots Radio. Hugh Freeze is dancing on the sideline. At Auburn. Okay. All right. Looking like Elvis. (laughs) What the hell? I kept saying, do what we do. Do what we do. Do what we do. No, I get on my O-line forums and stuff on Twitter. Do you you hear that chord? His O-line forums. I didn't know those existed. Wait, is that where you're seeing all these pictures of uh, the belly and the maple syrup? No, I delete those. No, that's a completely different Yeah. I ran up on that one before, too. Hey, I, I don't know what you're looking at, Jay. And welcome back in to uh, the Southern Roots Football Show on location from the Sweet Cave. We'll workshop that, that a little bit. <laughs> do you, do you, you got a name for this place? You got a name for this? The room I don't use enough. Yes. Well, hopefully we will uh, show you how it's supposed to be used here, sweet. Uh, we appreciate you uh, hosting uh, the show this evening. Jack Plant alongside uh, Baton Rouge's own Cord Cole. Um Sporting the uh, Sweet and Strength T-shirt too, by the way. I mean, it, I'm yeah. just taking over this episode. Let's go. go. See what my fucking pecs yeah. look like in this. Thing? Yeah, no, it's something. <laughs> it's, it's the shirt. Hey, the shirt's how many, good. How man. many youth larges did you have to order yeah. <laughs> for Court to get one? <laughs> I actually take that as a compliment. Youth large. Yeah. With as much weight as I put on with the baby being born and yeah. all, I take that as a yeah, compliment. at your age. I'm just trying to get rid of my baby weight. You yeah, know? at is, your age, is you it a bad time to tell them it was an XL cord? Uh, back from uh, birthday land, one Wes Brown, another year older, but uh, still uh, number one uh, in your program. This is uh, Wes Brown. Wes, how are you, buddy? <laughs> it's, it's all about how you feel and how you act, right? How do you feel and how, how are you acting? I'll forever be 13 years old. <laughs> what? I'm a kid. I'm a kid at yes, heart. Yes, you are. And that's why we love you, Wes. All right, uh, glad to have you back, uh, Sweet uh, Charles Sweeten, and um, lo- love the decor by the way in here. Oh yeah, uh, the the swag, and you know, got of course uh, the UT Martin Skyhawk um, action photo on oh. one wall. We've got a uh, the Denver Broncos jersey uh, framed on one, and a couple of baseball stuff. You got uh, a couple of bats signed by some. Uh, some major leaguers, uh, you know. And there's there's one bat that's missing in here, and nobody else is really going to understand this <laughs> reference. But the, the greeny weenie man, the greeny weenie man, sweet. Back in the day, we did the whole travel ball thing, similar to yes. what Corey's coaching and everything else. And um, man, sweet. I mean, this big ass ogre just standing in the box, dropping dick on everybody at every time <laughs> we go to. And I'm talking great just reference. It. I get laughed at every and time I listen, use Listen, he goes and we, all, you know, everybody's got the newest, hottest bat and all this mm-hmm. thing. Well, Big it, Don straight, takes straight from Walmart. Goes to Walmart, Walmart and buys special. Him this Walmart special bat, and it was, I mean, it was lime green. We I mean, called it, it the greeny weenie, and it sounded like, I mean. 
I don't even know. It, I don't even know how to it explain it. It hurts your ears, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, but I mean, sweetie yes, would yeah. sit here and go two for four, two bombs, just absolutely. The, Listen, that thing had more dents in it than a crushed up beer can. <laughs> he's not. It's still I, powerful. I think it's still at my mom's house, but no, that thing was. Uh, it was like thirty-one inches. 25 ounces. I, I mean, it was Little League approved. I don't know how the hell I got away with it. That, I was you swinging, might as well be corking that yeah, yeah. I was swinging a damn log up there. Everybody's using, you know, 30 yeah. inch, you know, 21 ounce bats, and I'm swinging a yeah. 25. You get this poor 10 year old, get on the mound against Charles. <laughs> what like what position did you play? First third first, pitcher. First third pitcher. I was going to oh, say man. probably first base. Yeah, I was going to say first base. base. No, I played third a lot, majority of the time. High corner. Quick yeah. reactions. Not because yeah. I had good hands, just because I let that some bitch hit me and I just pick it up. <laughs> just smother it. Just smother it. Lay on it. Coach, give me 12 of those all day. Yeah. Charles, yeah. just lay on the ball. There you go. Then I, wouldn't, it, I wasn't going to field it cleanly, but it wasn't getting by me. That's right. <laughs> Trevor McAnally, uh, of course, uh, as you can hear, and uh, glad to be here in uh, in this uh, lovely abode. Uh, by the way, is that a game-worn helmet, that LC on the wall? Oh, that's the high school helmet. That yeah. is the high school helmet. The high school helmet. Yep, it's got some marks on it. Good old shuts. You know how to use that. Yeah, got uh, that. I got uh, – I'm getting my – Skyhawk jerseys framed, and then I nice. got my Martin helmet I got to put up there. Okay. So maybe next time, they'll, then all that stuff will be up. There you go. All right. You know what's wild is how much those motherfuckers weigh compared to oh, this, the helmets it's today. It's unreal, man. Yours, you're wearing a fucking 45-pound plate on top of your head compared to what these yep. kids got today. I wonder if we I remember had it was our yeah. junior year, oh, the first time we ever seen like one yeah. of those Revolution helmets, like the old-school Revos, you know? And we got them in, and you know they were still... Heavy. I mean, they had some weight to them, but the padding was so soft compared to those. Yeah, those. No, you, know, you got the no, earpieces no, that, that are that, hard. No, that was oh the first God, one. Just rip your fucking ears it's, off. It's got like yeah. the blue gel, whatever the hell you called it. Insert that was that was new back in the day. It was still as hard as this countertop. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> What's the last time you tried to put it on? Uh, I ain't gonna lie. Probably when I hung it up. <laughs> Did you get it on? <laughs> yeah, it still fits, man. <laughs> I got a big ass head, but yeah, hey, yeah, fucking, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Sweet's dumbass was down there drinking beer, put his helmet on, started doing his sets. Yeah. You, better some, you better throw some fucking KY jelly over your ears before you put that sketch. Hey, I, I was afraid, I was afraid if, I, up. if I pulled it apart too much, it might crack. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. Right. Oh, shit, Welcome guys. to the program already in progress. It is week 12 as uh, the season flies by as it does every year. I mentioned these uh, baseball jerseys. Chipper Jones, Albert Pulho. Speaking of baseball, some wise person said there's no crying in baseball. Well, supposedly there's no crying in football. Well, we had it over the weekend. Uh, Sharon Moore, the acting head coach for the Michigan Wolverines, after Jim Harbaugh was told uh, just uh, what felt like minutes before kickoff, of their game against Penn State and Happy Valley. Uh, he was left at the hotel, and Sharon Moore ends up coaching. Uh, Michigan gets the win, and in his uh, on-the-field postgame uh, comments with uh, Jenny Taft of Fox, uh, started the tears, dropped some F-bombs, and uh, was, uh, was was rather interesting um, – uh, how uh, it felt like it maybe a little a little far a little far. It's like Jim Harbaugh was was dying. Or anything. Well, I'm about to say I'm gonna say this. I was uh, I was kind of out of pocket a little bit. Had a uh, had a 
company kind of holiday thing. We went down to Top Golf in Huntsville, um, took the bank down there, and we're we're sitting there around it, and there's not really sound going on. So you see Michigan wins. I look up at the TV, and he's balling, man. I'm like, damn, dude, did did Harbaugh die? Yeah, <laughs> like, what right. is like really what is going on? And I I mean I had no context, so I got on Twitter. Wes and Rance were texting me kind of throughout the day a little bit, but. I mean, I was I was just like mind blown. Like, what happened in this game that I missed to to cause this? But it's kind of one of those fifty fifty. You know, you love the motion, everything else, but is it over the top? Absolutely. It's like almost like in his comments when I went back to listen to it. It's like, oh, we're the victims. Yeah. You know, and it's like, are you though, man? Like, this was brought on by your head coach. That's that's why he's not coaching that game, and you are. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't know before, right before, nah, they planned from Wednesday on that he was going to coach that. Yeah, uh, well, apologize well, about the the mic there. Here, I'll I'll mute you. And let you uh, twist that but, thing around. Yeah, but I Try mean, just, just to yep. you know, bounce off that a little bit. I mean, it, it, he's not Harbaugh. He's not the one causing all the problems. He might not have nothing to do with anything that's going on. And all of a sudden, he's just catching the the brunt of it. Harbaugh's not there to answer for shit. And all of a sudden, you're having to sit up there. You're the next man up having to take all this bullshit that's going on. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of motion going around. So, uh, just to, you know. And it was a big game. I yeah, mean, it was you, a big you game. get a win in Happy Valley, you know, at, you know, acting Michigan head coach. Nothing else. That's a hell of a resume for him, you know? Yeah. So, but it was it was a little extra. I, I just wish they would just embrace the villain role and yeah. say, fuck it. That was a rallying cry. Well, Y'all shit, one person has done that. I think they have. Go. I think they have in their own way. Uh, that you know that coach didn't you, get the memo though. You know, we, <laughs> yeah, I think the last, players did. Last week, um, you know, they had uh, Rick Flair on campus. Literally, Rick Flair came on yeah. to to show them and to teach them how to be a villain. But what they've done is they've taken this villain role and rallied it to you know Harbaugh kind of plays that all shucks victim type thing. But what it's done is it has galvanized this team, brought them together, and made them, I think, even stronger as one unit. And they're playing for something more than just what they were playing for before. Now they're playing for their coach. They're playing for each other. Uh, and America's it's, team. Let's yeah, go. It is. That's what Harbaugh I said. Mean, fuck, and hey. Listen, you know what? Man, you know, that's not no. like him like no. or I, hate him. Harbaugh, Harbaugh has been um, you know, just a, a, a genius with how he's been able to turn all of this to his advantage and to his team's advantage and get his team motivated in the right way based on all this. I mean, he's a master at this. You got to give him credit for that. I love Harbaugh. Like, I'm the a Harbaugh thing, guy. The only thing more cringe than that was uh, fucking Vandy Lyman saying, telling Alabama they were next. Like, that shit was, <laughs> that fucking shit was god awful. I miss that. that. That interview was, it was worse than LSU's defense right now. And that's saying a lot. That is, like, like I, dude, I will 100% agree with Wes Brown right here. Like, he should have walked up to the mic and been like, Coach, that's for you. Let's go. Some, something like that to the extent. And then you, instead of that, you start crying and, like, sounding like a little bitch. Bitch, for lack of a better word. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, was it absolute horseshit the way everything went down? Like, but whatever. You got caught. You did it. Serve your time. You I was about to say, I don't think it game. is horseshit, though, because they brought it no, on No, I'm talking about horseshit the way it went down. Like, the whole the whole thing is it's a – it's they're talking about – you broke something that's a sportsmanship style rule. One of the most worthless sportsmanship you can do to somebody is lead them on, lead them on, lead them on, and then 90 minutes before the game, they can't coach. That's horseshit. That's what I'm talking about. Now, they brought it upon themselves, but, yeah, I mean, I agree with all you guys, and, and to Wes's point, just take the villain role and fucking go with it. Like, well, like I said, it. I think they have. They What they're doing well, is again, they're using it the to – 
Well, no, they're using it. They're they're playing. They're taking the villain role and and causing it to uh, galvanize. Is you know, and if you know, some see it as them playing the victim, and that's just you know, it's. I think with that O line and that running game, you could take one of the GAs out there and have him call a game and be able to put up points Especially and that be way. competitive. That kind of that's game what I'm playing. saying. Yeah. yeah, they didn't officially throw a ball in the second half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't need to. Yeah. Fucking yeah. crazy. What is it, 36? I mean, they, they knew once rushes. they got up two, score, two scores at that point. was it, eight? What's the guy's name at Penn State? I, it slipped my mind right now. Eight, the quarterback? The quarterback. Drew Aller. Drew Aller. They knew he couldn't come. Like, yeah. yeah. The guy's got all. He's, he's not the guy. Hadn't been yeah. the guy all year. But that goes back to, you know, Michigan. It, like, Wes, embrace it, I guess. But they've got two games on the schedule circled. And that's Penn State and that's Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Embrace this one. Get ready for the next one. Yeah, they'll be ready. There's no question. I, and they'll be favored, I think. I don't know where the game is, but um, it's not this week, but the following week. So we'll uh, certainly have plenty of time to get uh, into that. I'll I, say, I'd say they'd be five and a half, six and a half point favorites. I think they, they should to, be favored. Be. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm sitting here. If our ball comes to the stand, just say, hey, fuck off. Just 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 look at just look at everybody and just tell everybody to piss off. Yeah. I'm gonna show up yeah. here with a big go blue M. Yeah, dude, what, slam whatever a couple Miller Lights, Coors Lights in the stands yeah. and Bro. sit there and just enjoy it. Like like just fully Wonder embrace it. Like be the bad guy. Hey, you're lucky. You don't get to go against me right now. But come playoff time, I'm back. That bitches. was my favorite like, thing. Getting it, on Twitter. Go ahead, Cord. Go ahead. Like get a fucking T-shirt with a. It's a, like a fucking guy with binoculars on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they do have uh, – the I mean, entire team has has gear that says Michigan versus everybody, by the way. Yeah. No, no, no I, I mean, I, I feel – like T-shirts, everything. Huh? No, I, I see the but I like that idea. Celebration. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're doing it behind closed doors. They're embracing it. They're yeah. being the bad guys. I mean, they're, they're them versus everybody. And everybody's but, buying but, into it. But they need to just come out and just – just put it out there, like they hey, do. Yeah, put it out. Just put it out I there, mean, just man. Do, go full heel. Yeah, go full you, heel. You, you, like, you can't go halfway. Yeah. No. That was like no. whenever just, I seen the clip of him crying in the head with a chair. I get on Twitter yeah. and I, I go through it, and you know, I mean, the good Lord blessed us with Twitter, man. Just, just what no people kidding. do. But you know that the the picture of George Pickens standing there, you know, on the draft with ski mask on, it's like Jim Harbaugh when they run for the 25th time in a row, you know. It's just golden content through and through, and yeah. it, that was enjoyable. It's good, good stuff. stuff. Uh, Michigan did get the win, uh, 20, let's see, what was the final? 24-15 uh, over uh, Penn State in Happy Valley, and uh, we all, of course, were on that train, so Michigan stays undefeated. Uh, speaking of uh, their formal head coach, Jim Harbaugh, he is scheduled to go in front of a hearing Friday to make his case about the, uh, I believe, the suspension. that, And this came down from uh, the Big Ten, by the way, so uh, the three games that he's supposed to uh, sit out. Um, so we'll see what he says. He's uh, said all week that he's looking forward to uh, making his case, uh, due process, and uh, mentioned that he's a big Judge Judy fan and used to, you know, he's actually been to a, a taping of Judge Judy. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, uh, he, I tell you what, he is gold for people like us that need content um, because uh, he's he's just one of a kind. He is absolutely one of a kind. So I, I think all of us here are certainly kind of just enjoying the ride that is Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. And I think we all also recognize that that team that they've got wearing those uh, those Wolverine helmets, the maize and blue, it's a damn good football team. It and uh, whether or not Harbaugh is there, 
uh, on the sidelines. We're going to find out if he can play in a phone booth. We are. When it counts. We are. So, all right. uh, Other uh, news uh, as we continue with our uh, tailgate menu brought to you by Society American Nasheria, located on the downtown square in uh, Lawrenceburg. Uh, News came out today, (laughs) midweek, as we record here on Wednesday. A judge out in the Pacific Northwest has, or I don't know where actually the judge is, maybe San Francisco, but uh, has declared that the PAC-2 now, Oregon State and Washington State, have voting rights and only voting rights uh, left for the PAC-12. And I say that with air quotes because everybody else is scheduled to leave. So as of now, those two teams get voting rights. Um, the others can show up and give their opinion. But when it comes to take a vote on something and decision-making, only Oregon State and Washington State can make that decision. And what it also means at this point, now there may be appeals, that if a Pac-12 team makes it to the playoffs, that extra college football playoff money that goes to the conference, well, guess what? goes to two teams. Oregon State and Washington State as it stands now. So uh, I think it's, it's a win for, for those two that were, were kind of uh, left at the altar, if you will. And uh, so that was uh, yeah, I think another big news today. I think it's I'm stuck in the middle. I think it's now. neat. I mean, here's the thing, though. You got teams that are exiting stage left and they're going on, and you got two that's going to be here. I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, you know, love him, hate him, whatever. But if, if you follow or you're aware of Clay Travis, you know, lawyer goes through it. He, he's got some good content, but. He he said something the other day that I was listening to about think about it in the world of college football we live in. One with the NILs, all the issues that that's going to arise out of this in the coming years. You know, you've already got some injunctions and some lawsuits, some class action suits being made from people that didn't get paid in the past years, and blah blah blah. And then you got you know the TRO coming down from trying to file an injunction with Harbaugh, and then you got the Pac two out there. It's like it's great college football content, but imagine being like a a lawyer in law school right here, the content you're getting to become an agent, look oh, at wow, it, it's yeah. just a different thing. And it's it, it's something like we've not seen before, though, because the landscape of college football is so great, but there's so many of these issues that is actually having to go through our legal system because of the money that's involved. And that goes back mm-hmm. to the NIL and opening that door. When they decided to do that, Pandora's box got open. And, and here it is, guys. I mean, it is the start of many, many, many different lawsuits, class acts. Different things are going to come out of this, and this is just the tipping point. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, Everybody I mean, chase the money. I'm, I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, the decision, I mean, I've always been, you know, you uh, reward loyalty. I mean, everybody else is jumping ship. And, you know, if I'm the Pac-12, 2, whatever the hell, I mean, yeah, you got to stick with your boys that are staying with you. They're not jumping ship. And, I mean, that, that's how the world works. They would have jumped ship if there was a ship to jump on. That's a valid point. Fair enough. Very true. You're probably right. My thing is, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of caught in the middle here with this one because I'm. I, I agree with you to a to an extent, sweet. But at the same point, it's these other teams are still somewhat under a contract, right? I mean, they haven't paid their buyout yet. They're 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 still part of the of the conference. But uh, they're breaking a contract to leave. Yeah. Yeah, but they're they're buying it out. They're, yeah. You know, they're not just buying out getting it, but they I they haven't bought it out yet. I bet you I know mean, what I'm saying. It, they're still under contract. I, I don't know. Well, let, I, let, I let's be honest. I mean, it's it, it's five idiots on a podcast about talking say. about it, and there's probably a lot of yeah. shit we don't know about <laughs> going yeah, about it. Out. 
<laughs> I don't know when the dotted line JP's has to be <laughs> has to be signed, but I mean the fact that they've already committed to being in these conferences, you're looking at realignment through and through already from the Big Ten and you know even the two teams that's going to join SEC next year. I mean it's it's happening right before us, and you know that would be like you know so whoever makes the Big Twelve does Oklahoma Texas get part of that? Yeah, you know I mean how, what do they dissolve the Longhorn Network? Don't Big Twelve have some rights or something? Oh yeah, that's gone. No, nah, the Big Twelve doesn't have any rights to Longhorn so that's, Network. So that's yeah. coming to SEC yeah. territory with it. Yeah, well, it, well it's dissolved. That's yeah. the main yeah, reason. That's, what I'm uh-huh. that's yeah. the main reason A and M like. But I'm saying that, that's the competition. Like is I don't think they could come in with their own thing with the SEC uh, network. No, but, no, they can't. Yeah, you know, 12, the Big Twelve commissioner was a big cut when it came to that. Did yeah. you let them have that instead of just. I mean, like, like, like we said, it, it is problems that we have never had before, and all of a sudden they're happening. I mean, it's 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 got the shit's got to get sorted out. I mean, it's we'll, we'll be talking about it for years to come. We'll be bitching about it for years to come. Yeah, is <laughs> what's going to happen because I mean, there's no guidelines. Well, I mean, it's, it's just changing. We're we're just in a it's massive changing change. And changes. Yeah. Nobody likes change, but change is good for college football. You look at what's so. coming: the 12 team playoff. You look at some of these teams yep. getting in these conferences. Those and, are changes. And for the the super conferences, originally no, but I, I'm at the point where if these super conferences can phase out the NCAA, I'm for it's it. One thousand. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and and it could lead to uh, just regional divisions. Which are kind of akin to what conferences used to be to some degree, but more of an NFL style. So that's yeah, a whole other conversation the, the, for a whole other. Regional is going to be hard to put it when you know Stanford's in the ACC. <laughs> no, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, those yeah. those conferences will will dissolve yeah. eventually, yeah. and and those we'll, that are in those will be back to exactly tier, where we started. Pretty much, yeah. I yeah. think we'll eventually. That's that's where we're going to get to. Uh, one final note on on this. I think what it does set up though is the possibility. Uh, and we talked about it uh, several weeks ago on the show um, that there could be kind of a joint relegation style conference with the remaining Pac-2, potentially the Mountain West teams, come together, add some other teams, and have a two-tier system, a two-tier league I'm all to where about that. you know you've got your top, that's the Pac, whatever, and then the bottom, that's whatever they want to call it, and you Is know you got some relegation. Well, I think this this kind of puts this. It brings the conversation Give, forward. Yeah, allows the conversation to continue yep. be, because there's some legitimacy now to Oregon State and Washington State maintaining that uh, autonomous Well, you can, uh, close, you can close one door and now you can open yeah, up the so other one and begin I, I think stuff, it helps so. set that. Yeah. You know, the, the whole money thing and, you know, if, if Oregon or Washington makes the playoff, mm-hmm. where all that money goes, yeah, they're going to be battling that out in courts for, for a long, long time. But uh, I, I do think that this kind of helps to – continue that conversation which i like i think it's a i think it's just a neat thing to do so That's all right a neat conversation yeah it is a neat conversation <laughs> i think my only point to the relegation thing is how does it affect other sports how does it how does it affect i mean how does it affect your basketball I, I your baseball i, I think like it that? i think it's only a football thing that, that and that's what i'm it's saying with, with it, this change it has in football. to be but then i mean how do you realign your conferences that way i mean you know what i'm saying so like if you have a texas and oklahoma that's fully joining the sec then you're going to have you know, it's going to be what the pack two and your Mac. Well, I, I, I think, I think what, what, what I see happening is that if football got to that point to where it's, it's, you know, it's this, you know, one super tier league and then you've got a lower league or what have you, and it's all regional and it's football only, then everybody else will go back to the conferences 
and however they want to set however they want to set them like, up. It sounds like with that but for though, all the other sure. all the other sports, we'll play in these conferences. And, um, it sounds and that, like that's football's going to nullify the NCAA, and then all your other sports are still oh, going to play under that umbrella of whatever conference that is, and abide yep. by those bylaws. Yeah. Well, the the NCAA. It's like football's going to become its own entity. The NCAA may it's coming is you know I don't think the NCAA will fully never leave because it's got the basketball tournament. It's got March Madness. That's what Madness. I'm saying. Yeah. And, I mean, and but, so it, but it will football make, will become its own entity correct. away from the NCAA. It will leave the NCAA. Yeah. Football will. And yeah. and then that will put, I think, allow all the other uh, sports to get back into more of the, the old school way of, uh, of the conferences. That's that's just what I see. That's what I, I think should happen and, I, and, and hope will happen over time. All right. Uh, so that's our tailgate menu. We're again brought to you by Society American Nostry, located on the downtown square. In Lawrenceburg, uh, don't forget, uh, great place. If uh, if you've got a holiday party you want to uh, put together, a little Christmas party, maybe a little uh, Thanksgiving gathering, no place better than Society American Nostry on the downtown square. Uh, great place. Uh, we all know it very well. And uh, great food, great music, uh, great food. And, and they get your order right, JP. They do get your order right. <laughs> Phenomenal dance floor also. Unlike, Phenomenal dance floor. Unlike, and a great dance floor, unlike uh, some other... Uh, Place that will remain nameless tonight. Uh, that will not get the business for uh, this Shout show. Shout out again. to the boys at Society, Jason, Absolutely. Derek, Trey, yep. everybody there, man. It's it's hard to beat. Absolutely, um, I love that place. They um, even when they're winging it, they know what they're doing. No, nothing, nothing, guys. <laughs> Come on, I love right. it. All right, all right. Uh, let, let's move so on. Uh, let's see where where are we looking? I tell you what, uh, let's. Uh, Let's take a short time out and come back, and let's uh, talk about the games over the weekend. Of course, uh, we mentioned a little bit Michigan, uh, Penn State, uh, the big one of the Big Ten. Also, um, and I just wrote down J period, D period, five period, three exclamation points. We're going to talk about that. I want to hear about the guy. All timer, all timer for that, and um, Mizzou, the Tigers, those Tigers. Hey, you can't call them little tigers after that performance, uh, Cord. Put it to the orange. Uh, we'll talk about uh, that and so much more. Alabama look good as well. We'll react to week uh, 11 coming up on Southern Roots Football Show. Thank God football is back, right? Hey, this is JP, host of the Southern Roots Football Show. Sometimes the hardest decision is which game to watch. Well, at Society American Oshery on the downtown square in Lawrenceburg, you don't have to worry about that with enough TVs to watch your favorite team wherever they're playing. Now the hardest decision is what to eat and drink. The Society's got you covered there, too. And when the game's over, just turn your chair around and take in the best live music in the area. Sports, food, music, the best of American Oshery all in one place. Society American Oshery on the downtown square in Lawrenceburg. Rooted in Americana, Southern Roots Radio showcases the songs, sound, and lifestyle that is uniquely Southern. Southern Roots Radio features the Mealtown sound that connects the storytelling and twang from classic music row, the grit and blues from Beale Street, and the rhythm and soul coming out of the Singing River in Muscle Shoals. In addition to the music and local artists, Southern Roots Radio will highlight lifestyle programs from food, culture, and even sports. Visit southernrootsradio.com 
to hear the sound and find out how you can listen on your mobile device. Based in Milltown, digging roots across the country and beyond. Southern Roots Radio. Come on in and stay a while. Welcome again to the Roots Football Show from the Skyhawk Roost. Uh, no? All right, no, I'll keep throwing shit on the yeah, wall and see what yeah. sticks. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, we'll work on it. All right, something will come out of this. Uh, Jack Plant, uh, Cord Cole, I think, uh, yeah, he'll eventually be back. Um, Wes Brown, back in the house after a, a birthday uh, week, if you will. Everybody needs a birthday week. Um, what uh, what was what's what's the one thing you did for yourself for your birthday, Wes? Did for myself? Yeah, ate like a fucking fat ass. What, what'd you eat though? <laughs> Fuck. Was it like a like a had progression a of days or steak one night? Had Italian one night. Had Rosie's Mex- Mexican. Yeah. Did you get fajitas? I get the shrimp quesadillas, man. Have you had the pitas there? Oh, yeah. They're okay. awesome, man. Yeah, they got the little butter sauce you throw on there. Yeah, and, oh, well, and the homemade tortillas is what oh, does it yeah. for me. I mean, I, I, you know, once I started getting fajitas there, I couldn't, I, I can't not get them. Can't do it. Can't do it. So, good week, though, right? It's Enjoyed a good week. It? Yeah. Best thing you ate, birthday week? <sighs> Going to have to go with Rosie's, man. Okay. I'm a big Rosie's yeah. guy. Right. What, was the, uh, what was the low score for the birthday round? Do it. What was the low score on the birthday round? Play a little golf? Oh, warm yeah. Weather? Fuck. It was windy <laughs> as shit. I, I did shoot a 70 on hey, Sunday. On Sunday? Okay. On Sunday. Right. Happy birthday, Wes. It was Wes. fucking on the bad back, Wednesday. <laughs> was it? Yeah. What's that chord? I was 75. asking what did on the back now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> chord. If you only knew, Cord. <laughs> oh, I can, I can, I can, I bet he can swing them. If you only Boy can swing them. All right, uh, so uh, week 11, uh, quick uh, look back and audit of our pick six from uh, week 11. Uh, we had Michigan-Penn State, and uh, Michigan won 24-15. They were five-and-a-half-point favorites. We all were on the Wolverines. Washington was a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Utah. Uh, they did win, but only 35-28, thanks to um, – all the uh, dropping the ball right before you get into uh, – because they ended up not scoring, right? Because uh, Utah no. covered the football, and that's – so that is – Utah ended up getting that ball. Yeah, seven points <laughs> that would have uh, gone towards uh, a W for the rest of us. Um, Alabama took care of business in Lexington, 49-21. Um, and uh, as they moved to 9-1, and one, uh, we all were on the tide there. Everybody but Trevor on Georgia against Ole Miss. Trev, just wishful thinking for uh, Tennessee still with an outside chance to make it to Atlanta. Uh, can't blame him too much for that one. But Georgia took care of business 52-17, the final there, between the hedges as Brock Bowers was back and called a touchdown pass. LSU, JD5 and company. Hell, it was just JD5. That's all you needed. Uh, an all-timer night for him as uh, the Fighting Tigers won 52-35 over Florida. And uh, they covered the 13.5-point spread that we had for that one on a Saturday night in Tiger Stadium. And then Missouri uh, took it to the Vols, 36-7 on CBS Saturday afternoon. Everybody but Cord had uh, the Vols. Uh, Cord taking his contrarian flyer. 
And uh, more times than not this year, it appears that that is paying off for you, Cord. Uh, so our overall totals now, after uh, Trev went 3-3, three and three, J.P. West slash Wit and Sweet, all 4-2. and two. So kudos to Wit uh, on his picks. Hey, I, I'm sitting here looking at him. I, yeah. I, I would have picked the same ones. Yeah. That- <laughs> no, honestly, God. Honest no, God. I, I, I don't ask I mean, who I, chose Tennessee. No, I mean, no one. I, I, would, I didn't feel I mean, good we, about it. It was a, it was a yeah. pick em. I mean, yeah. you know. I yeah. mean, we all picked it was the same. Say, it was yeah. besides the Ole Miss and the there Missouri pick. It was all – I mean, that was only two differences. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would have chose Washington. Yeah. Even though the loss, I would have chose Washington. Yeah. But the way they lost, I mean, that's... Yeah. I would have chose Tennessee. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... So, and uh, Cord, uh, well done again. Five and one, my friend. Five and one. Thank you, sir. You're Thank welcome. You. Yes. Right yeah. behind yeah. you, though, Cord. Yep. So, overall, Cord, 37, 31, and three. Sweet, uh, two back at 35, 33, and three. Trev and yours truly at 33, 35, and three. And Wes is three back. Wes slash Wit. Thanks to Wit. Uh, 30, 38, and 3. So uh, that was his birthday gift to you, um, Wes. Well, what what, what I'm wasn't. To, I'm going to send the fucking what, picks to him. What wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> what wasn't his birthday pick is that um, he came through with a cat of the week. And do you know who it was? Has anybody talked to you about that this? That's a solid one, though. I now, mean, it, it, I think somewhat warranted, but it was interesting that it was filling in for you, Mr. Vall, that it was uh, Jalen Milrow. As his uh, cat of the week. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and just kept going. I oh, regret it was, sending that it was fucking Lou text message to him. <laughs> it was. It wasn't. I mean, it was. He was a. It solid, was Lou Holtz, it Trevor McAnally style. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Facts. Yes. Facts. Facts. <laughs> he didn't hesitate. Um, he didn't no. say sorry. He had a little he gumption was, behind it, though. He, yeah. I mean, he, it, he, he had he a leg to stand on. Like, I mean, he was reeling him off. He did put a disclaimer there. He said, I, I fully understand that also, my position here, filling in for Mr. Vall, that I'm going to say this, he also, but i got to go he also with Jalen and said that, you know, JD5 was Cord's guy, and he probably knew that was coming some point in <laughs> the segment from him, and he he went with Milro, which both of them had a chance to be. I mean, they were both cats of the week that week. I mean, it was that, that game. Yep. Revolved around them too, and we seen what happened whenever JD Five got knocked out. No, nah, it's Wit. I'm gonna shit on him. Right. <laughs> How dare he do that to Wit? Wit's so. All right, uh, let, let's rip this mandate off. Let, let's start. Let's start in Como, uh, Tennessee, and Missouri. Uh, Thirty-six to seven, Mizzou with the win. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to really see much of this as I was uh, working actually the exact same time as this game was going on, so I can't comment a whole lot. So. I'm curious the thoughts on uh, on our panel here. Tennessee basketball looked real good against Wisconsin <laughs> on Thursday night. Dalton Connect, I mean, what he's going to be able to do in TBA this year is absolutely phenomenal. Nope, not Looking yet. Looking forward. Oh, we can't even say TBA anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, food. Was it Food City? Oh, fucking not. Whatever it is. No, I mean, it was it was disappointing. I mean, I think Wes can speak on the attitude a little bit more, but I thought it was a lack of energy coming out from the get-go. Um, you know, you look at it, that game was lost from what I was able to watch, and I watched the majority of it besides maybe the first five minutes of the first quarter. It was lost on both sides of the line of scrimmage. I mean, um, you look on the offensive side, you've got it. i got it wrote down somewhere. You know, Jalen had seven carries for 22. Dylan only had three. Jabari had three. Tennessee's not a team with Milton where they can get behind the chains early and him bring him back. Is that Missouri's defense that kept Tennessee from being able to run the ball? Because that's obviously a key, but why couldn't they run? Well, we got behind the chains early. That, that was a big. That was a big portion of it. Honestly, you know, first and twenty is not a healthy start for Joe Milton right now. Uh, it's just not. And then you look on the defensive side. You look what 
you know, Cody Schrader was able to do. Um, phenomenal for that kid, former walk-on, not taking anything away from him. But you look at how many times, you know, going into this game, Wes was adamant about it, and I was worried about it, about, you know, Brady Cook burdened the passing game, what we were able to do to be able to stop them, right? We didn't have to stop them. They didn't, they didn't have it. Brady Cook beat us with his legs. I mean, multiple, multiple third downs and longs where you, so know, you give up a passing lane, you, you know, D-line gets up, gets up field, Brady Cook takes off. Picks up, I mean, numerous ones. I, you know, I think you look at it, too, from the turnover battle. You, you got a chance. One, you don't capitalize on the early turnover from the pick from Tank McCullough, right? And then you go down, and then the offense stalls. You get a three and out. And you keep stalling, you keep stalling. They go on like a 22-play drive, 20-play drive. You hold them to three. Okay, yes, that's a win. But then you come out, and right before half, you're, you're driving down the field, driving down the field, and you fumble. You have a chance to make it 14-13. Worst case is something goes wrong again. 13-10 going in half, you get the ball coming out of half, right? You got some momentum going. You coughed that ball up, and it was just rough. But I'm telling you, I, I was really disappointed with the defense. I was disappointed with the effort coming out outside of halftime. Um, D-line got upfield, no edges were set, poor, piss poor linebacker play. You know, Elijah Herring leading the team in tackles. He had a rough game. Uh, it was a rough game. You know, there's there's no good days when your top two leading tacklers are in secondary. And, and I don't know how else to yeah, put it. I, I mean, it. I just – it was – to me, watching that game without sound, thank the good Lord, it was – Probably it was help, lack help of with energy, your sanity. almost. Yeah. I mean, Probably it was just it was, it was, it was a flatness. And yeah. they had opportunities to corral that game early and, and get downfield and, and score some points, and they failed to do that. Defense was bad, but I think it's still a telltale. Is, yeah, defense gave up what they gave up, and it was piss poor. But Tennessee couldn't move the ball either. Joe didn't yeah. do nothing to help himself. I mean, can't start behind the chains, but <laughs> Squirrel White was about the only positive in yeah. that game, in my opinion. Wes, I want to turn to you and, and get your thoughts on this uh, from the player's perspective on this. Is this something you can literally just forget, flip the switch, go to next week, move forward? If you know, look at it where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, and you're not this bad of a team, and let's just move on. Can, is is that possible after a game like this? Well, taking my my player hat off first, I had a two hundred fifty dollar gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings during this game, so I tried to mm. drink every Coors Light in that motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> watching that bullshit. But I mean, no, going back to, to, as a player, I mean, it, it, honest to God, man, this is cliche. JP, it depends on the guys in the locker room. It depends on who if your if your leaders are going to leap from the front, or if you're just going to yeah. fucking fold, um, because. If you fold this week, son, they're going to put it up your ass. So you better bring it. Um, can it be done? Can they bounce back? Yeah, I firmly believe that. Shit, we've seen that. Um, how After we got our shit kicked in against South Carolina, how they finished the last couple of games last year. So, I mean, yeah, it can be done. But my God, it's, it's a, not it's easy a, to do. It's a though. tall, it's a tall mountain to climb. It, but you're gonna have to lead on. You're gonna have to lead on your older guys, your your guys that are that have been there, that are invested, and they're gonna have to set the fucking tone and set the way. In, any chance, you know, M- Missouri, no matter how good Missouri's record is or what number is in front of the of their name in the rankings, it's still Missouri. And what you know, a lot of people may think about Missouri, and you've got Georgia the next week. Is it? I mean. Was this a, a look ahead and, and overlooking Missouri? I mean, is that possible that that could have happened here? No, the, the consistent thing is Tennessee is a different team on the road. Correct? Okay. Yes. We get, we're, we're so undisciplined with penalties. And, and we can get back to bitching about the refs. I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying we are – but the pre-snap penalties, just having no fucking idea what we're doing, just it's 
it's followed us even last year. I mean, last year we had a lot of penalties. So, I mean, we got to find a way to be more disciplined, not get behind the fucking chains and run the goddamn ball, man. You, you got to, you got, I mean, you got to do what you do, right? And our workhorse has been Jalen Wright, Dylan Sampson, Jabari Small all year long. We, we, we seen early on, I think, from the Florida game on and the Alabama game, telltales of what Joe was for us. Does he have the cannon? Does he have the deep shot ability? Absolutely. Can he make those pivotal throws when, you know, you start behind the sticks and you got to pick up a chunk yardage at a time in a tight window? No, he can't. Two is, is, you know, he's leading the team in 10 carries, and we had a lot of design options. He didn't look comfortable in the Alabama game running the option, mm-hmm. being able to pitch that, and we're continuing going back yeah. to it. So that goes back to where, you know, I, I, I fully believe in Hopple. I mean, I, I love what he's doing. He, he is he's recruiting his tail off. I think he's coaching his tail off. But I don't know if it's getting the guys in the locker room that from a senior leadership point, Wes, that, that can – you know, put that stake down and say, hey, boys, this is what we're going to do. But you had a chance to really salvage your, your season on the road against the Missouri team that you've whipped their ass the last two years on a four-game winning streak but hung 60-plus last mm, two years. Yeah. Dominated. You go in and you can just pull out a win in Como. You're back home where you're comfortable playing the number one team in the country. And at that point, I, I firmly believe anything could happen at that, at that instance coming off that win – like Wes said, yes, you can bounce back. I think they do bounce back. I think it's going to be a competitive first half. I think the the dogs pull away. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit just because the cats, the continuity they have on offense, their safety nets. Uh, Joe, man, he, you know, we're not – we've not called for Nico, and I'm not calling for Nico, but from my standpoint is, is what's the issue there? Do, do we trust – Milton's not the guy. I mean, he's not. He, he's a mediocre quarterback with that arm. We said but there's got to be something – there's got to be something though that Nico's showing in practice while Hopple's not making that exactly. switch, and the only the That's only fair. counter yep. to that 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 kind of bugs me a little bit is how much of this offense was Alex Golish. We've talked about it. We've kind of said it. He was able to put guys in space and make. Granted, he did it with Hendon Hooker, and I, I was understand. Say, that. Or is it more Hooker? He did, but look at what we're doing. We go away from our bread and butter early in yeah. that Missouri game, and it bit us in the ass. Well, it's because you got and behind the chains, right? Behind the chains. Yeah. So, I, I, what I'm hearing from, as an outsider, uh, and I'm not following it as close as you guys are, but it sounds like there's a lack of, of leadership on the, especially the offensive side of the ball. Whether it be coaching, whether it be quarterback, whether it be I think Joe ca- misses your Brew McCoy. I think you know even Dante Thornton going out for the rest of the year is going to be tough. You're going to have to see some of these young cats step up through, you know, competing with Georgia, finishing out against Vandy, and solidifying a decent bowl game coming out, building into next year. But it, it just kind of worries me. Is like where are we at with? It's been piss poor quarterback play for the majority of the year. Joe has had his good games. He's not had those great games yet. You're in week 11, and that's the problem. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he hadn't lost us any games, but he hadn't won us Exactly. Any games. I mean, it, it's kind of we, it's we've not who we should have been. And I didn't mean to come off and like we've that. we've lost who we've, I mean, you look at the schedule, like, oh, I can see us dropping one at Missouri. Like, I mean, we, sure. we haven't won any games that we didn't feel like we no. I mean, M- M- Mizzou's definitely top three, if not the second best team but in I the SEC the right now. Beats me. Yeah, they're, they're so, stout. I mean, you, you don't show they're up stout. to play. I mean, uh, but it's one of those things that beats me up about like Tennessee on the Missouri game is, is you look at what Missouri does. They sling the rock, man. They're able to press downfield with their cast on the outside and Brady Cook. And, you know, Schrader got going lately. But, shit, we made Schrader look like Barry Sanders out there. I mean, absolutely. Brady Cook, too. I mean, yeah. Brady Cook beat us more on third and nine and long, uh, or longer, you know, backed up there coming out of halftime, backed up in their end zone. He's taking the snap, 
feet on the goal line and we let him escape for 12 yards, pick up a first down, that was the chance to flip that game and they didn't do it. Yeah, I think Wes mentioned it uh, accurately that we'll see the real Tennessee team this Saturday against Georgia. Whatever we see is is probably the real team. It's the if, one that shows up. If they're competitive – or if they don't show up, that's the real team. So you, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that coming up in our pick six. It anchors our uh, pick six this week. We have just six, Cord. Just six this week in the pick six. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, from one uh, great Tiger performance to another, uh, JD5, Jaden uh, Daniel, uh, Daniels. Uh, Daniels. Jaden McDaniels. See, there's another. There's a Daniels and a McDaniels. And uh, if I'm not thinking, it throws me crazy. That's why we go JD5. Anyway, the guy, uh, Mr. Heisman is who he should be, is what we should be calling him. Uh, the first player uh, in uh, FBS hist- history, history, with 300, uh, help me here, accord 300-plus passing, 200-plus rushing. Yeah. Is that right? Was three, was or 350 three, passing and 200. Uh, insane. Like Had 606 over, total yards. Yeah, over 600 yards of total That's offense uh, himself, and uh, he willed uh, his Tigers to win. Uh, against uh, the Gators, uh, 52-35, as uh, they advance to seven and three, and Florida now to five and five. So, Cord, um, you know you've been saying it all year, and uh, most of us have not necessarily been arguing with you. I don't think there could be an argument. West may say something different about um, Mr. Purple and Gold out in the Great Northwest, but uh, the performance uh, Saturday night certainly was a Heisman moment for the LSU Tiger. Yeah, man, it's 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 incredible showing up to the football stadium every week, week in and week out, and turning the TV on and just knowing you're just going to see spectacularness. You know, I, you know, we, we saw that in. Yeah, I don't know what other. I mean, fuck, he's. I like it. You're right. He's doing things I've never seen. Let me admit, you know, that's right. Fuck, I mean, like we got we got to see it in 2019 with Joe, and like this is this is. Just, it's just competing with that, if not going beyond, just because of what he's doing with the feet, too. And it's just, he just glides along the field. I mean, it's just. And you look at so what he's got on the outside with neighbors and, and Brian things. Thomas. I mean, anytime it's. Anytime you do something that's never been done in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had those two going into, those two through nine games going into this weekend had better numbers than Jets and Jamar had combined through nine games. Yep. And they both just went over 130 again. Like, And Logan Diggs was out this game, so you knew there was going to be a slew of running backs going there. And a guy like uh, Josh Williams, former walk-on, getting back into the mix of things, throwing a big block on one of the touchdown passes. But it was just it was fun to watch. I mean, how about a big stand by the defense to to, to preserve the, the cover, the minus 13 and a half right there? Maybe we have some defensive studs. Well, and uh, my, my question – well, I was about to say my question leading into that is, I mean, what what is the – what's the resolution, Cord? I mean, do you take Brian Kelly into year three with Matt House? Is it is it do you blame it on the recruit and lack of transfer portals coming in on the defensive side or do you can his ass and you start fresh next year with a whole new whole new group? I mean, what uh, what uh, what are you thinking down there? Because I, I mean, it, it is consistently bad and it is. I think it's yeah, an all time bad. Pretty, I don't think nobody can argue with that. No, 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 no. It is. Um, man, this 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 conversation is tough for me. Um, I just I'm gonna trust BK and and and, and Kelly and, and let him let him make the decision that he thinks best for. 
for him and, and not only him in the university. Well, that's um, that's why I'm asking your now. opinion and not yeah. Brian Kelly's <laughs> opinion. <laughs> I know, man. Uh, man, but Jaden Daniels looked really good. The, the ferment's uh, real was, right was, here. I mean, <laughs> it was... It was, it was good. I, I think it's a little bit of mixture of both, to be honest. Let, and, I, and I'll go there. I won't. I won't go as far as as, as you probably want me to go. It's not that I'm trying to bait you. I'm saying is yeah. okay. So look at it from the no, offensive no. standpoint. I, I you look at it. I think it's no. He's a thousand percent trying to bait you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it I think you. it's a little bit. I think there's some scheme and there's some things that's adjustments aren't <clears> being made, which is which is fucking wild. Um, coming out of the half at Bama, I, how do you not make an adjustment, even if they start torching you over the top with your freshman DBs, well, at least you made them change and do something different. I think Matt House and Tim Banks are in the same coaching room. I just just think that there's not a lot of Jimmys and Joes on there. You know, Mason Smith's not living up to the hype. Uh, Is it because he's, you know, a a year removed from the ACL? Um, Is it because he's had four defensive line coaches in the last five months? Um, You guys, like, I mean – Harold Harold's playing good. I mean, I, I don't want to call anybody a stud on this defense. Yeah, Harold's playing great from the I middle linebacker spot. Man, him seventy percentage coverage. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I mean, you missed you missed on you missed on all those all those transfer DBs this past year. Where you where you hit where you hit on them in your first year coming in that helped you win the West. You missed on the Deuce Chestnuts, the the Denver Harris who still can't stay but, out of trouble. And that goes back um, to BK, and that goes back to Matt House. And I guess yeah. my thing is, is with a BK, and I, and I, you know it, I'm not a big BK guy, but you look at his track record from Notre Dame on, he's a loyal, he's a loyal guy, right? I mean, the OC's been with him from, you know, yeah. 25 years ago, and he's worked his he's way up the ranks. smart guy, too. And not, not knocking. I mean, look what the offense is doing. I'm just saying is, is there's going to be a point where he's going to have to make a, a tough call with House, you know, kind of like Riley did after the Oklahoma Shimbockles and then coming around and taking USC and, and that shit show that I think he's going to have to make a tough call, man. And it's one of those to me at this level is you want to do it sooner than later. That way you can get that guy in and get your recruits in. It, I mean, you're going to outside you're gonna have looking people. in and y'all's LSU's world, but it's consistently bad, man. Consistently bad. I mean, it's, 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 it's historically bad. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all, huh? Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, it's it's all it's all you can say about the D, and that, and that's fine, and and that's why we've come. That's why we, as fans, have come to the realization: like, hey, just turn the TV on, watch number five, watch number eight, and watch number eleven, um, and see if they can outscore the other team. And digs whatever number. You know, I, mean, he I, is, I get, man, I I get outscored is run. the point of the game, but I mean, see if they can put up. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. The... All right. Uh, A little technical difficulties yeah, just coming through. Cord's got some digital noise coming through uh, from Baton Rouge. Uh, breaking up uh, a little bit, Cord. That's why you, you may sound like uh, we're talking over you a little bit, but it's uh, we uh, we get a little freeze from time to time. So bear with us uh, here uh, through Damn that. Damn babe. Did you pay the internet oh, bill? <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so uh, big win for uh, the Fighting Tigers. And um, I was looking. Are, are they off? This week again, Cord? No, you guys we have off? Georgia State. Georgia State. I don't know why that's not showing up yeah, on what I was. Okay, just, this, all right. This and I can Thank get on that another day. But this fucking weekend. Oh, uh, there it is. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Alumni Ville. We'll talk about it. We got uh, we got a, a an active Alumni Ville this week. Uh, three of our four teams are uh, are not in the pick six. So uh, so we'll uh, we'll get into that uh, coming up uh, later. Also, our features. 
uh, of the week. And um, by the way, uh, I have not uh, mentioned uh, other really, really big news because I didn't want to dive into this topic because it, it is probably in uh, one or two or three of our features of the week. Uh, the news, Jimbo Fisher out at Texas A&M, Zach Arnett out at Mississippi State. So we'll just leave it at that. And uh, if we don't touch on it in our uh, feature segment, we will uh, follow up later in the show. But I don't want to <laughs> steal anything here. So uh, we will uh, we will touch on that uh, coming up. So uh, elsewhere, uh, Georgia taking care of business against Ole Miss, uh, another uh, top 11-12 win for the Bulldogs, both at home, but in back-to-back weeks. Dominating fashion, Brock Bowers, uh, the best tight end in the country, is back. And uh, the Bulldogs look like the number one team in the country. So much so that the college football playoff committee thought so as well as they moved them back up. Well, they moved them into number one for the first time uh, over Ohio State. Flipped those two. And uh, Georgia now the number one team. We'll get in the playoff rankings coming up in just a little bit. But uh, dominating performance for uh, Georgia. And uh, they take care of business uh, against um, a fairly good Ole Miss team, right? I mean, or was this all about Georgia? I mean, it's all about Georgia right now, man. The, the Bowers injury may have been the best thing that happened to him all year long. You learn how to use your other weapons – you get good with him, you get comfortable with him, and all of a sudden your guy comes back. And I, I guarantee you that he is not 100% right now. But if he came out of this game somewhat healthy, he's going to get more healthy next week and more healthy the next week. I mean, you, you learn how to play without him. Now you're going to get him back. I mean, I, that, that offense is just getting more scary. Scarier, scarier every week. I mean, let, let. <laughs> yeah, and I think you look at what uh, Lad McConkey has been able to do for Georgia. Two, fast. two steps into stud. that, every brought time, back, dude. Absolute stud. One absolute. I mean, complete route runner for one, but becoming that safety net for Carson Beck. I mean, it, it's like with Bowers when Bowers was out. He, I mean, he just looked his way. And even, you know, Saturday from what I was able to watch is when Bowers was on the field, you know, he didn't almost like – it wasn't those contested catches with Bowers, no. but it was with McConkie. Yeah. And he had the faith in McConkie. And when you have that kind of relationship with more than one receiver with a guy like Carson Beck who's maybe not the best quarterback in the world but has trust in your really dynamic receivers and, and pass and catchers. He's quietly the best. He's quietly the best quarterback yeah. in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at what he's got up front and you look yeah. at his weapons on the thing. Listen, I'm not knocking Accurate. the kid. He's been phenomenal. Yeah. But, I mean, he is, is he going to be a top five pick? No, he's no. not. But, I mean, he is. he's made his money he's making his money right now and he doesn't have to be kudos. a top five pick on that team that's what i mean it, yeah. it, uh, that, that's exactly what they need you gotta take care yeah. of the ball and you gotta be able to hit those shots those intermediate shots when you gotta pick up a first down and you keep the chains moving and that's what he's able to do and like i said with bowers out mcconkey became that safety net and man he's a stud Wes, you said it best dude's a dog i mean he can go he's a cat we gotta <laughs> get away from the dogs huh Damn so Dion. so who who did we shit on earlier this year? Was it was it Dabo or somebody? No, we're, talking we didn't. There's no name? past tense there. We're still no. shitting on Dabo. No, 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 no. Or was it Stoops? Some something to do with nil money and asking for more. What? What I want to get. I want to. That was Stoops. Stoops of Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Wes. I want to get your your opinion on this because of you know your your connection to Lane and I love Lane. Uh, I think he's one of the best play callers in the country. But did anybody else hear what he said after the game? 
when he looked over and said, well, they have 27 five-stars. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't have but one. Yeah. I mean, what, as a player right there, what are you thinking? Yeah, that, and that's not his mantra, man. Like, normally it's, it's, it's us and fuck the world. That's how it was when I played for him. So to hear that was, you know, he's always cocky, arrogant, a little brash. I mean, definitely brash. So to hear that, but I mean, to me, it was disappointing. Like, uh, yeah. you got your ass whipped. I mean, that, that, that he should own it and say, we're going to, we're you know, we're going to get better from here instead of, uh, mm-hmm. instead of the five-star player comment. I mean, yeah. he, he didn't make that. I mean, normally he takes the ass whipping in stride, makes a smart-ass comment here and there, but yeah. that's the first time I've ever really that seen a, throw his players under the bus. That's a different lane for me, too. Yeah, is that he, him? He, is that he, him taking a shot at the boosters though? Just like I said with Stoops, or, uh, you know, when I, I said maybe Stoops was trying to get some more money from boosters from the basketball team. Is that him saying, "Hey guys, y'all want us to compete with these fucking dudes? Y'all got to go help me get some more guys." But there's a time and a place for that. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. I know, you know, I know. I think it's again, not just like we said yes. with, with Stoops. Yes. I think it's the right thing, but the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree everything. with you more, Cord. Timing's everything. All right. Um, real quickly before we uh, get into our feature segment and take a break, I uh, want to just quickly touch on the college football playoff rankings, the latest uh, as we head into week 12. As we mentioned earlier, Georgia moves up to number one, Ohio State back to two, Michigan holds at three, Florida State holds at four, Washington holds at five. Those are your five undefeated. We know only four of them have the potential to remain so as we've got a head-to-head with Michigan-Ohio State coming up. Oregon, the top one-loss team at six. Texas remains at seven, nine and one. One ahead of Alabama at nine and one, obviously because Texas beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And then the top two-loss team, Missouri up five spots after that win against Tennessee to number nine. Louisville at nine and one. They are the tenth ranked team. And by the way, fellas, they are uh, dogs this week at Miami on the road. So I'll be honest with you, pick them. But gr- we'll get to that. Great win up. by Missouri. But I, I do. I mean, the committee. None of it matters to the end until you get to these Big Ten games at the end where they play each other and that shakes That's out that top sort four, out. top five. Yep. But I, well, this I year it was with a only little, four, you right. It was a little. Most of it doesn't matter. It was a little rough them God, jumping Louisville. Uh, a two a two loss team jumping Louisville with what Louisville's done. Uh, I think Louisville should have been ahead of them in that. And my only other really thing on the rankings is I think Washington and Michael Penix is getting disrespected a little bit. Four and, and five ought to be flip flop. Yep. Washington's resume no. is way better. Washington's gonna. I think gonna, that's that's the not, big conversation. They shouldn't conversation. be surprising anybody, yep. but what's going to happen is when these big team, one of these Big Ten teams lose, they're going to flip flop. They're going to get in that top four, and they're going to be hell to anybody they play. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are. I mean, they can play some defense. They can spread it out. And dude, Penis is special. Special. Are they going to win mean, this weekend is. though? We'll We're find get out. To it. We'll find out. Yep, we will find out. Tough game uh, against uh, Oregon State. Yep, and I see. I see what you're doing. Yeah, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I'm helping Stay you out. Tuned. Also, yeah. dogs. By the way, dude wants my job. Is what it is. He wants no, my no, job. No, 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 no. I'm good. Right where I'm. Oh uh, no, just giving you a hard time, man. Um, and now we're gonna take a break. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know the lack of respect for uh, the Pac-12 uh, teams, uh, Washington and Oregon. I agree that I've, that's been a lot of the conversation that I'm hearing uh, on national radio this week. Is uh, I, I do think that uh, as you mentioned, Wes, four, four and five should be flipped. If you're going to go based on on record or rather schedule, 
because that's why they had Ohio State in it one earlier, right? Because of who they beat, the schedule, not who they thought was the best team on the field, but the schedule. And if you're going to go by that rationale, then you know you should think that you know what Washington's done. They beat three top uh, twenty-five teams, including the best one-loss team, yeah. the best win, the best win based on the ranking is Washington. I think you could absolutely make that argument as opposed to Texas over Alabama because Alabama's at eight, Oregon's at six. We could spend uh, hours. I mean, to they're, they're going to say there's not SEC bias, but I mean, Florida State holding strong with that win against LSU. I mean, that, that, that's, their, that's now that's their, their best. Their best I mean, wins a three loss. That was team. an yeah. impressive win. Where but, it was, should, yeah, yeah. But they went out of conference and scheduled that. So you got yeah. that, you look at the body of work. A, you do, but you yeah. know, my thing like, is, it, at, it goes back yeah. to the. I lack. think they are court. I think that's a good point, though. It's they, just the lack of faith in this committee yeah. to get things right before it's all played out, and then even when it is, and take the biased out of it. But Tennessee, Alabama is my example for last year because there's two lost teams, and you have one team that beat the other team, say A and B, all right, beats the other team head to head, and B is ahead of A. No. There's no rationale or logic behind that, in my opinion. Especially when you play in the same conference and you have the caliber wins that were had. So, like, my until we get to that Final Four, none of this shit matters. Well, and, and one other, you know, interesting uh, kind of conversation is the Texas-Alabama thing. You know, if, if you think, you know, which team, that up. which team looks the best, it's clearly Alabama. They're playing a lot better right now. And Texas lost their uh, – they're running back too this year, this week. And then um, without yours, Ewer, he's I mean, back. But they, you know, so but you know, if you're just looking at Alabama and and who would be favored in a neutral site, Alabama would be favored now. No. But Texas beat them in Tuscaloosa earlier in the year, no. so uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, that could there could be that uh, debate um, if Alabama continues to win it, and, and if Alabama beats Georgia as the number one team in the country in the SEC championship, and you got Alabama's SEC champion Texas. As uh, the Big 12 champion, both there's with a, one there's loss. There's a scenario where you've got four 12 Florida State yeah. also stays undefeated. And then you've got the Ohio State-Michigan winner. We've said it all uh, year. It's, it's going to be crazy. The landscape of college football it's gonna be crazy. sets up perfect for yep. that 12-team playoff. It's going to be fun. And next year we're going to have the complete opposite. It's going it to be fun. It never fails. Yep. Uh, Oregon State at 11. Penn State drops down to 12. Ole Miss drops to 13. Oklahoma moves up with a big win. Uh, 14. LSU is at 15. And guess who's at 16? Up six spots. Iowa. Fucking hey, greatest defense of all time. Iowa. They're I'm literally a in the BS country. fair catch reversal they away are. from being top 10. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. they are with that offense. Yeah. And, you know, they you got the deceptively you fast quarterback. Fans, man. That's going to be a top. Yep. Was going to be a top is, pick? Their whole team is deceptively out. fast. <laughs> 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 their, whole, their whole team is the first guy in the facility, the last guy to leave. Their whole team's a workout <laughs> warrior. Their entire team has a heart bigger than everybody else. Got That's a high motor. Got a high motor, Bring right? High lunch motor. pail guys. Yep. <laughs> Bring Blue their lunch collar. Hard ass. Blue collar. Hard ass. Pale. Dude. Here we go. All right, so we're going to continue to uh, uh, to hit our union here as well um, at the uh, at the Chuck Shack uh, in Lawrenceburg on Admiral Circle. Uh, well, Bam, nope. you done giving out my address. Huh? <laughs> Don't worry, nobody listens. Nobody listens. Yeah, knows nobody where the Admiral Circle enough. is. It doesn't already know where you live. Stay tuned. We got our features uh, coming up. Uh, this is Southern Roots Football Show.